Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Welcome to Going Greyhounds. I'm Mark Olmus on the 8th of June 2021, 10.32am currently. I uh, hope you're all having a wonderful morning, including you, Dave. I hope you get better very soon, my friend. Just do what Andrew Martin used to do and have a couple of cloves of garlic. That'll clear everything right up, my friend. But uh, get better soon. Doing a good job finding us all of the winners here on Sky Sports Radio. Well, uh, it feels like a long time ago since we last spoke, but it's only been a week. Uh, feature racing headed up to Queensland last week for the start of the major features during the Tab Winter Carnival. Last Thursday, we had heats of the Group 2 Flying Amy Classic, 75,000 to the winner this Thursday, over 520 metres as well as heats of the listed Dashing Corsair, over 710 metres, formerly known, of course, as the Winter Chase prior to last year. New South Wales played a strong hand in both series in the Flying Amy, Jungle Juice, toughed it out in incredible conditions, switch on to the catching pen later on where we will replay uh, Jungle Juice's win just as that race was being run. Heavy, heavy rain and very windy conditions. John Brash was letting us know throughout the night. So plenty of merit to that win. Not the fastest time, but lots of merit for Jungle Juice's performance, scoring a gritty win over Merchant Navy in 30-23. Also qualifying through to the final was top-class New South Wales racer Ice Cream Story for trainer David Smith. Currently sitting third on the Metro Trainers Premiership. David will be joining us shortly. And as for the stayers, Zipping Naseko was too good for another Smith Train Greyhound in Classy Ethics, winning by three quarters of a length in 42.31. Later in the night, Paycor brought up another win at the Creek, the daughter of Marrera returning, of course, back to Queensland, making it five wins from her past six starts for Peter Lagogiani, who has her... Uh, on track for a tilt at the upcoming Group 1 Brisbane Cup. On Sunday, the spotlight was back on New South Wales for heats of the listed Chief Havoc Cup. At Gunnedah, Queensland lucky Lance bypassed the Flying Amy Classic in pursuit of the New South Wales cash and was the fastest qualifier, stopping the clock in 30.47. A great show coming up here on Going Greyhounds. Racing, Mr. Fixit began one of the quickest showing speed ice cream story. My movie star and enthusiastic driving through, but as they go to the first turn, Mr. Fixit in front, but got uh, a little deep, but holds the lead. Got two and a half in front of enthusiastic ice cream story to third. There was trouble behind, followed by big boy Benji and my movie star. Down the side, Mr. Fixit a length in front. Here comes ice cream story, two away enthusiastic. Up goes ice cream story to take on Mr. Fixit. Ice Cream Story beat Mr. Fixit. Third enthusiastic followed by My Movie Star. Then came Big Boy Benji, Dreamy Dan. That was Ice Cream Story winning, uh, going, well, uh, again, back to last week. Uh, heat of the Flying Amy beating Mr. Fixit in 3018. David Smith now joins us. David, a very good morning to you. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds. How was the trip up to Queensland? Yeah, I was good. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, it was a good trip up. Um, the dogs travelled pretty well. They went to Sandown a couple of weeks ago, and I think um, you know they lost a little bit of weight on the way down there. It was a lot colder, and uh, as a first generation trainer, I'm learning a lot of things, talking to a lot of people, and um, yeah, tried a few different things, and they definitely travelled better on the way up to Queensland. So I was happy with that. 
Yeah, great stuff. Uh, it's the only way to learn to ask questions, right, David? And also, that trip to Victoria, it was a very, very cold night trialling uh, for the speed start. No doubt the warmer weather would have helped, just like you mentioned. Uh, ice cream story, uh, brilliant winning. Must have been proud to see a bounce back to winning form. Yeah, definitely. She's just sort of coming back from a bit of a layoff. She's, she's had a bit of an injury in a seasonal spell, so I think yeah, she'll just be starting to come back to her best. Probably, probably still a couple of weeks away till her best. But she's probably going to start looking for a longer trip too um, before too long, I'd say, than the 500. So. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Uh, it was the first win since Feb. Uh, what did you make of her recent starts? You put it down to bad luck, out of form, a couple of maybe uh, other asides uh, you know, yeah, making, look, making, it, making it hard for her to win in recent times? Yeah, look, she had a problem with the tibia, and I think just that you need back-to-back racing to compete at that level. She shot up in grade pretty quickly. She'd won sort of eight races at when he's under two years old and once you get get to that level, you really, you know, only the good ones really shine through and it just probably just needs that bit more experience to compete against the older dogs in, in the likes of the Easter Egg and things like that. And you need to be at the top of your game with those. She put in a nice performance, obviously, on on Thursday night. Can she better that 30-18? Oh, definitely, yeah. I think she's going to improve every week, so hopefully... She can definitely jump a little bit better. She did a couple of things wrong, um, so yeah, if we can if we can get a bit bit better jump, she, she hadn't seen the track before then, so there's definitely improvement there. I, Ice cream I story, the, of course. We're speaking of with David Smith. Sorry, David, continue. No, I was just going to say with the times there, you know, with the weather that on uh, at Albion Park last Thursday, I think even Jungle Juice's time might have been one of the slowest, but the track really played differently for each of the races. Mm. So I think I think yeah, yeah, punters should look deeper than the times that they ran there on Thursday to pick a winner. It's a really good point you make because you look at each of uh, each of the heats and I guess the conditions that they were running, they were all very, very different. If you were watching the heats in isolation, you might have thought that they were all run on different nights, David. That's right, yeah. Jungle Juice and, and the gentleman that comes second to that dog probably would have won any other race, I think, the effort that dog put in. But uh, he unfortunately misses out. And it was just due to that, that rain, monsoon rain they had when that race was on, you know. So Now, yeah. Ice Cream Story, Box 8, currently a $13 hope with tab fixed odds. What do you think of Box 8? Well, this will be a fourth group final. She hasn't drawn inside five. Um, I would have preferred that there was Box 1 and 8 up for grabs and Jungle just was lucky enough to get the 1 and we got the 8. So, look, <laughs> she's got a chance out there because she does like to run on her own. And okay. um, that sort of gives her that chance, but I would definitely would rather be inside. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Righto. Uh, you also have Classy Ethics in the list of Dashing Corsair final over the 700. Uh, what did you make of her run there behind Zipping Naseko? Oh, a little bit indifferent. So she jumped well, and then but she just tends to run off on that corner there at Albion Park quite bad. And she, she lets underdog, other dogs just underneath her there. And she's another dog that likes her own room to run, and that's why the 720 suits her. Uh, she found the line well. She's definitely going a lot better than she was. Uh, she came into the season when that top gun was on, got a bit of an injury. We had to scratch from that. Uh, and it's just taken a while to get back to her best. But she's certainly trialling. Going into that race, she's started to trial fast the last couple of trials. So we are quite confident that she's uh, definitely an improved run. Righto. Now we're looking at for Classy Ethics, an inside draw there, $3.90 for the dashing Corsair final. What are, you, what are your thoughts there with the inside draw? Uh, yeah, draw doesn't really worry because if she's going to win, she needs to jump out well, and she can. Uh, zipping the Zeko just seems to beat us every, every start at the moment in the stairs. So, 
it's obviously going to be hard to beat. But yeah, she'll run well. I'll give her definitely give her a chance, and I, I think she can be improved too and get back around her best around those forty-one seventy times. You know, of course, uh, a Group One Gold Cup winner there last year, Classy Ethics, no stranger to Queensland success. What kind of a a, a thrill was that as an owner and? Imagine winning uh, it as a trainer, let's just say. Uh, what was it like as an owner, and are you excited for the upcoming campaign? Yeah, oh, tremendously exciting. That's what we all do it for. That's the pinnacle group one, um, you know, and it was Kev did a fantastic job with the dog, and uh, it was his first group one as a trainer, so it was great to share that with him. And um, it was just a shame with all the COVID, I wasn't actually there to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I think it would be nice. If there is ever another one, I hope there is, but to, to be there on track and really enjoy it. Oh, David, I feel like there are many, many more to come, my friend. Uh, your team going very well. 20 races at Wentworth Park this year with a little over $165,000 in prize money banked at headquarters alone. What do you put uh, down as the key to your success? Oh, look, it's just you need obviously good dogs, but keeping them healthy, fit, and I think the other... It's keeping them happy, you know, and all that. it's been said to us, our dogs are always happy, and, and I think happy dogs will reward you with good effort. So that's um, that's where we try to be. Uh, do you speak to guys like Jeff Crawford often? Yeah, yeah, regularly in contact with him. I, so I, I didn't really know, know him before he, he rang up and asked to take uh, Look Fancy Nancy, as it turned out. Okay. And I said to him, why don't you give Classy Ethics a go? She, she goes all right. She can get into the 700 races. So, yeah, we've been in contact every week since since we sort of met up then, so... Oh, fantastic. Yeah, Jeff Crawford. certainly Jeff. learn off everyone, and, and he yeah. was a real help last week. I take my hat off to him at the track. He showed me where to go, all those things, and it's great to have a, someone who knows the way to show you around. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear, of course. Uh, Jeff Crawford, also the trainer and owner, and owner of, uh, of Leroy Rogue from a couple of years ago now. Uh, Jeff and Jane do a wonderful job with their greyhounds. And that's really lovely to hear, just before we let you go, David, that... You know, everybody, I'm still, you know, everybody's in competition with each other, but I still never get tired of hearing that uh, everybody's willing to help out one another. Oh, definitely. You know, we're only opposition for 30 seconds while those dogs are racing. Apart from that, I think we've all got to help each other out. and We all go through tough times with the dogs and injuries and things. We need to help each other and look after each other to keep the industry going. Fantastic. Well, David, you've got in the Group 2 Tab Flying Amy Classic Final, Ice Cream Story, Box 8, currently a $13 hope with Tab Fixed Odds. And in Race 6, the Tab Dashing Corsair Final, where Classy Ethics has drawn the inside, currently a $3.90 hope. Best of luck this Thursday with your charge, and I'm sure we'll speak to you soon. Thank you kindly. Cheers. David Smith joining us on Going Greyhound. Stick with us. More to come. Brave Smash is the only Group 1 winning sprinter at start in Australia from the Sunday Silent Sire Line and stands the 2021 season at Aquas Queensland for 15,000 plus GST. An explosive winner of the Futurity Stakes. Brave Smash takes showtime at the 50. Brave Smash bursts through toes and stardom late. Brave Smash. The perfect outcross for Dane Hill Line Mares. For more information on Brave Smash, contact JD or PK from the Aquas sales team or visit aquasfarm.com. Champion, Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. 
Hi, this is Dave Stanley. Make sure you join our experts for punters post-mortem. Ron Duffercy. Looking forward to the Stradbroke. I liked the run of Victorian. I reckon he thrived in Queensland. Dean Lester. The horses taking their chances with a light weight. You've got a totally different dynamic, so I don't know how this form translates. And Glenn Munsey. Don't be scared to back a back marker at Eagle Farm, especially if it draws inside. Punters post-mortem. All the racing action from the weekend. Back Tuesday morning from 9, Sky Sports Radio. Away end race. Mauritian Pogba step nicely. He's going to burrow up underneath Fernando and Alonso and they go together back in behind them was Gothica. Dropping in behind those then two was Murphy. He's nice and handy down the back. A break back to Corborn Canelo. And last of all, as they stride down the back was Extreme Cheyenne. Fernando Alonso opened up mid-race and skipped about five and a half in front of Mauritian Pogba. Then came Murphy. A break back to Cornello. Uh, Corborn Canelo as they swing for home. Franco Alonso in front and holds on and scores just by the barest possible. Mauritian Pogba flashed when it was all over with Murphy. Then came in behind them was Corborn Canelo. Fernando Alonso, a son of Fernando Bale and Prancing Tiger winning the third and final heat of the Chief Havoc at Gunnada going back to last Sunday. The trainer of that very Greyhound, Ricky Brewer, joins us. And going Greyhounds, good to have you aboard, Ricky, and a pleasure to speak to you for the first time. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good morning. That's the way. Uh, you made the trek to Canada on Sunday and led in five winners. Gee, must have been an okay evening to train half the card. You must have left the track very happy. Yeah, it was a bit easier drive home. The seven-hour trip was easy. So. <laughs> I bet. What were celebrations like? Anything doing? No, nothing, nothing. Just just uh, the boys in the, in the van packed in like sardines in the van. It was a, yeah, it was a fair trip home, so... I oh, must have made for a few few good laughs and anecdotes. Yeah, no, definitely was, definitely. Uh, uh, great stuff. Congratulations. Uh, two of your winners were in heats of the Chief Havoc Cup. Of course, the other one being uh, Makeda Bell going 30-85. Yep. Now, starting with Fernando Alonso, who clung on to winners, we heard there by one quarter of a length. Uh, yep. First run over 500 for a few starts. Were you happy with his effort? Yeah, look, he's he's a he's a nice four hundred and fifty metre dog. The five hundred, you know, is a big query for him. So just good to see him get to the front and do his best. He should improve a little bit. Um he didn't trial up there or anything, so hopefully he can improve a, a little bit, but we'll just see how he goes. Makeda Makeda Bell deserved success also, uh winning at at the short quote there. What did you make of uh, Makeda Bell's run? Yeah, impressive, I thought. Impressive uh, coming from behind. A few of her other starts earlier on, you know, didn't look like she was doing a lot from behind, so that was good to see. Hopefully she uh, can step a bit better. She trolled very well up there leading up to that and just bombed the start start there last week, so that was good just to get her through to the final and she'll improve the stack come, come this Sunday. Who's the best of the two, Ricky? Yeah. Uh, Makeda Bell, if she can uh, posse somewhere close. And what about, I guess, overall, in terms of your opinion of the two greyhounds, who's the best? Uh, at this stage, she's got a little bit on him. But, okay. you know, he's a pace dog. She's, uh, you know, she's going to probably come from behind. So just see how the race stack pans out, I guess. So as you mentioned, a fair hike to Gunnada from where you're based. Uh, how many do you have in work at the moment? And, who helps you out when you when you're on the road? Uh, Twenty in work. Uh, the wife Caitlin, she does ninety nine percent of the work, and uh, <laughs> uh, 
uh, Glenn Quirk, he's, uh lives in with us and helps us out with the dogs and does a lot too. So, good. Uh, good, good team. Yeah, good team effort. 2021, 148 starters, 40 winners, a fair strike rate of around about 27%. Enjoying some very good success to top off those numbers with a, a group listed win would be handy. Yeah, it'd be lovely, but we'll, uh, we'll see. Uh, tell us more about yourself, uh, Ricky. How'd you get involved in greyhound racing? What's the what's the background from um, from your point of view? Dogs since he was uh, very young, and I think he lumped a few dogs on me one day and said, "Do your best." And who was that? Uh, sorry, Ricky. My brother Daniel. Right, right. Uh, he lumped uh, maybe about twenty on me there for a few months, and <laughs> I end up saying to the wife, "I'm going to give up work and and give it a go." So we've been we've been at it for two years now, so everything is going well. Going very well in the space of two years. What was work prior to training greyhounds? Uh, carpenter and then uh, roof plumber. Right. And uh, it's any excuse to get off a, off a tin roof will do. So. <laughs> does, does Caitlin put you to work at home? Oh, she does her best. Hey? She does her best. She, <laughs> does, she does nearly everything, but she can have all the credit for that. And what about what about in terms of uh, having a bet? What's that? Forty winners, hundred and forty-eight starters. We've made a quit out of those forty winners. Look, I learned a long time ago not to uh, not to bet on on our own dogs. Right. Is that a superstitious thing? Nah. Look, I think I think the trainer methods change. Everything changes when you when you betting. So we just found it easier not to have a bet and sit back and let's just get the winners and the results for the owners. Yeah, the for sure. We, uh, we don't have a career, so. Yeah, for sure. No, it's a good way. Of, it's a very, very straightforward way of uh, of looking at things. Prize money certainly enough. Uh, Ricky, thanks for coming on. Well done at Gunnedah, and hopefully you can cap off a, a very good week last week with uh, with a group listed success. Good luck this weekend. Thank you very much. Pleasure speaking with you, Ricky. Ricky Brewer joining us on Going Greyhounds. Uh, fairly new to the game, just a couple of years, and going along really nicely. 148 starters, 40 winners, good crew behind him. Gave up the, the carpentry and the trades to train greyhounds, and it's going very, very well for the team with a couple of very live hopes in the Chief Havoc Gunnada Cup coming up this weekend in the form of Fernando Alonso and Makata Bell. Off to another break here on Going Greyhounds. We'll catch up with uh, John Corrigan next. Written by a dominant Group 1 winning two-year-old. But it's written by, written by for Jordan Childs. What a victory. A Group winner at three. Written by, punched out about a length and a quarter encryption. Too good, too classy. Written by. Completely free of Danehill. The perfect outcross. Time form's highest rated two-year-old of his generation. Written by Write Your Own Destiny. Standing at Witten Stud. Hear that? Me either. Because 3M WorkTune's Bluetooth earmuffs feature noise reduction up to 29 dB so you can work in peace. And with Bluetooth wireless technology and premium high-fidelity speakers, you can stream music and podcasts from any device in pristine quality. Plus, with Call Connect and 30 hours of battery life, you can make and receive calls all day without removing your hearing protection. 3M WorkTune's Bluetooth earmuffs, built to perform. Available at Bunnings. Pick up a pair before June 30 and they could be tax deductible.
Wideline Windows and Doors can help make your next build or home reno a success. Drop into any showroom and check out their extensive range of quality aluminium and timber designs, all backed by a seven-year guarantee. Any size, any shape, any space. Wideline's experts will help create the perfect frame for your view. There's never been a better time to take a closer look at Wideline Windows and Doors. Showrooms open at Port Macquarie, Broadmeadow, Tugra, Rosebury and Liverpool. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds. Joined now by Grafton Club President John Corridan. John, good to have you on Going Greyhounds and uh, I hope all's well round your way. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure to now, be on here. Now, the wait it's is finally up. over. Uh, we get racing back to Grafton next Monday. The committee, participants, everybody must be very excited. We've had trainers here from all around the, well, as far south as Geelong, up in from Queensland, Mark, and they're all singing the praise of the track. The dogs, it's a new track, and the dogs handle it really well. Uh, they can rail into the first turn and come around the home turn, two or three off the fence. It's um, the way the track's been built. It's a credit to the designers. They've uh, got the 60-metre transition into the turn and the 60-metre transition out of the turn, and the dogs just go in and, Steve Cavan has just been here in trial and he said he hasn't seen a track like it. That's not a bad rap. That is a big rap. You know, but it's, it's everyday trainers, you know, they, they're all happy with it, Mark. And it's uh, and that's what Greyhound Racing New South Wales did. They wanted a safe track for the Greyhound. You want to be able to take your dog to the track and take it home after it races. Well, my next question was going to be the structure of the track and what dogs is it going to suit. But by the sounds of what you're telling us, John, uh, all trainers and most dogs are going to be suited. They'll have to be strong, Mark. That's right. the only, only condition uh, yep. because it's, it's they've got to be able... Brian Barrington put the running rail in for us. He said the dogs have got to be... They'll be able to gallop all the way around it. There's no place for them to hide. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, it's it, they'll have to have a reasonably strong dog, uh, yep. to even for the 350. Yeah, okay. Early trials have already started. How have you noticed the dogs to handle the track? Oh, they're brilliant. I haven't seen a dog falter going into the first turn or coming out of yeah, the first right. turn. And, you know, to give you some idea, Mark, we've had dogs that have been 29-6 at Lismore. They came here and they ran 25-5. So, you know, the, if you, that's the sort of a guide you can have. And a dog that ran 16-40 at Casino the other day ran... 20 and 26 here. So, you know, the, it's a it's a, hard, a lot harder run. Yeah, okay. Now, uh, what do you consider to be the, the best feature of the new track and how does it compare to the old track? I know a lot of consultation with uh, David Aldred, the GM Tracks, GM of Tracks and Infrastructure, GRNSW, who we had on the show a few weeks ago. He was very excited about this project and all the new features, but can you single out a couple? Uh, I think the the shape of the track, Mark, is is as I said before, it's it's easier on the dogs. Um, our old track, our first turn was very very tight, and you could see the dogs go into it, and they'd have to change stride to go around it. Right. This new track, they don't. I think that's to me that's the most important thing of, of this track. It's the it's the, the design of it, so that uh, you know the, the dogs can. Uh, utilise their speed a lot lot better. Like you mentioned, John, such a 
such a, uh, I guess, a gateway between uh, Queensland as well as, as Sydney town. Must be very positive to, to hear and see trainers and enthusiasts receive such a big commitment to the industry in your neck of the woods. Well, Mark, we've, we're lucky at Grafton. We're in a, we're in a strong Greyhound area. Mm. Uh, the Northern Rivers is a very strong area. And, you know, we've needed something like this in this area for a long time. And now that the, with the roads the way they are, Mark, it's three, hours, three and a half hours to Brisbane. You can get from here to Newcastle in five and a half hours. And all those people in between around Warhope and Taree, uh, Kempsey, they'll be able to utilise this, this facility. Mm. Uh, magnificent. Uh, wonderful to hear. Tell us, what, what have the chats been like between yourself, the club uh, at Grafton, and, and Greyhound Racing New South Wales? It seems to have, uh, well, taken a lot of back and forth, but to have a new facility there, just take us through, I guess, some of the 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 discussions with David Aldred, the GRNSW team, uh, everybody was pretty unanimous on coming together to make this happen. Yeah, they were. We were when we were closed down. We we thought uh, before we were closed down, we thought we'd like to make our first turn wider and um, to make it a lot safer for the greyhounds to go around. And when they, we got the money to rebuild tracks. Uh, Laurie Arnott, who's on our committee, said, well, why don't we go down and see Greyhound Racing New South Wales? We went down and saw Tony Mestrop. He was very receptive to the idea, and he said, we, we only wanted money to make our turn wider. He said, why don't we build a new track? And it's gone from <laughs> there, Mark. And, uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, and the minister said when he rang up and told me we had the money, he said, uh, you want to use a different facility, go to a different facility. I said, no, I said, we're right where we need to be in town. And... Uh, if we can make it work here, we will. And we've gone from there. And Tony Mestroff, David Aldred and, and the team uh, have been very, very supportive of us all the way through. Marvellous. And that's wonderful to hear Synergy and everybody working together towards a, a common, uh, much-needed and much-wanted cause. Now, what about in the training ranks, John? Have you got any greyhounds under your care at the moment? Yes, I have. Mark, um, only a couple of pups at the moment. Uh, I haven't had much time to do anything else for the last six months, and I was lucky that uh, I didn't have any greyhounds probably because uh, they wouldn't have got very much attention for the last yeah, right. six months. But, yeah, the, the pups. Um, What's the breeding of the pups? They're, they're uh, by Zambora Brocky out of Dixie Trick. Uh, I just love to see one of them uh, win a few races. Okay. The uh, chap that bred... The Dixie at the trick line, Dal Schaefer, was a uh, was a great supporter of our club, and uh, he would have <laughs> he's one chap that would have loved this, this track because it's because of its size. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Dixie and, Trick uh, won a little over ten thousand five races for you. Yeah, yeah, Dixie Trick, and well, the one out of the next little Dixie Louise, she she was a pretty handy bitch too. So you know, she's she's shown some handy dogs. Uh, wonderful stuff, wonderful stuff. Best of luck with those pups and, of course, best of luck with Grafton getting back up and running next week. We look forward to watching on Sky Racing. Yeah, well, and that, that's something you'll see, Mark, is the, the uh, lighting that provides the vision. It's it's brilliant. Um, okay. And it's 
Yeah, that's it from the moon, I think. The lights, they're, uh, they're very bright. And it, it features the track more than uh, the lights really feature on the track. And you'll be able to see the dogs, I'm sure. Uh, terrific stuff, John. We really appreciate you coming on Going Greyhounds and chatting to us. And as we, as we said before, best of luck for next week. Thanks very much, Mark. John Corrigan, the Grafton Club president. Exciting time for the Grafton Club. That's the show. Going Greyhounds for this Tuesday afternoon. Markets are available at TAB, of course, for the TAB Flying Amy Classic Final. Jungle Juice currently the 240 favourite. Classy Ethics. We spoke to David Smith. He's the second favourite for the TAB Dashing Corsair Final. Zipping Naseko, the $2.30 favourite for the moment. A swag of other markets are available at TAB for futures punters. The TAB Origin Sprint, TAB Origin Stay is many, many looking for an invite to those two feature series. Of course, as we kick off State of Origin uh, tomorrow night from Townsville, Brisbane Cup, Queensland Cup markets are available. And if you are looking even further ahead, Million Dollar Chase and Melbourne Cup markets are also available. Don't forget the catching pen this evening. We've got a great show coming up. Without giving too much away, we'll be uh, going well over uh, Queensland Racing. Those two features we mentioned with a couple of uh, special guests as well as having a look at the Chief Havoc from Gunnada. And I'm looking forward to actually asking Jason Adams about what he's doing in lockdown in regards to his hair. Always a very sharp dresser with a sharp haircut, Jason Adams. So no doubt we'll have a few laughs this evening also from 7pm on Sky Racing 2. Thanks for coming on Going Greyhounds with it. And again, DS, hope you're feeling better, my friend.